You're listening to Life, the Universe, and Everything Else. Today on the show, unsponsored content. Life, the Universe, and Everything Else explores the intersection of science and society. Original music is produced by Ian James, and this episode was edited by Marissa McCool. Find her on Patreon at patreon.com slash QAF. My name is Ashlyn Noble, and with me today I have Lauren Bailey. Hello. Laura Creek Newman. Hi there. And Jem Newman. Hello. We here at Life, the Universe, and everything else are proud of the fact that we don't make you listen to ads. We have never run an ad, to my knowledge, except for possibly once or twice where I've mentioned my Etsy shop. I think we have, in the past, run a few spots for other Canadian skeptical podcasts. Oh, right. We did, did like, a swap with them for a little bit. That was nice. Yeah. That was nice. Anyway, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And one of the more irritating aspects of my life is pausing whatever I am doing to skip the ads. Ride that (laughs) plus 30 seconds button. Yeah, I I do it, but so often I find myself with my hands in the literal dirt because I am gardening while listening to podcasts at two times speed, which makes the ads come twice as fast. (laughs) and twice as frequently it seems because if you're listening to 16 hours of podcasts over an eight hour day that's a lot of ads especially if you accidentally got sucked into anything iHeartRadio makes oh god it's so so frequent (laughs) they're constant and just they make every podcast I never want to listen to (laughs) right yeah Yeah. there are some really good ones in there there are there are And some really fun ones, but they're just insufferable amount of ads. But so yeah, I ride that 45 second button, which I like programming. You can, if for anybody who this is a revelation for, typically you can decide how many seconds both the forward and back are. So I have, but also on Android. Okay. So I have it set to 45 seconds forward and 10 seconds back. So I can (laughs) adjust carefully. Yep. (laughs) That was a revelation for Dave. Yeah. And he had a moment of, oh my God. <laughs> Especially when you can make it your skip button in your car as well. You yeah. can often make skip forward 45 seconds instead of skip to the entirely next podcast. Is that on the stock podcasts app for, for, for Apple? Apple? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. That app has just got worse and worse, but <laughs> so have a lot of its competitors. So Yeah, that's unfortunate. I recently have started using Pocket Casts. Mm-hmm. It's good. It seems good. It has some features I really like, but it because it's not one of the standards, it doesn't have compatibility with things like Siri or Alexa, which can be frustrating at times, mm-hmm. but is not a big deal for me. Anyway, ads are bad and we don't like them, but I do love making fun of bad products and, and ads. And I pitched the idea of reviewing the products in other podcasts' ads. And my hosts were on it like I, I've never seen them take to a topic so quickly <laughs> and It's almost like you touched a nerve. You did, you did research and homework and spent money on this. <laughs> well, and also 
somebody came up with a topic more than a week out from a from a recording. Yeah, that so. probably helped. <laughs> Generally. Some behind the pod for everybody there. We don't know what we're doing either. So I would like to defer to the Creek Newmans who consumed things in name of the podcast and are soon about to make me do the same. So today I'm talking about mud water, spelled M-U-D backslash W-T-R. No. A, a product <laughs> no. a product that SFGate called the most annoying alternative food product on earth. <laughs> God. Also, if it's real mud, it's the most prevalent food product on earth. <laughs> so what is mud water? Well, it's a coffee replacement. According to the company's marketing copy, with only one-seventh the amount of caffeine of a normal cup of coffee, mud water is formulated for mental stimulation with lion's mane and chaga, functional mushrooms, and also includes other adaptogenic superfoods like turmeric and cacao. More specifically... (laughs) Lauren is so unimpressed. (laughs) Mushrooms and turmeric I can get behind, but you add chocolate in there, I'm out. (laughs) Oh, but it's not chocolate. It's cacao. That makes it special. It makes it less soluble in water. That's what it makes it. I will stick with my caffeine and my my cup of sadness. I was going to say it makes it bitter and gritty. (laughs) How many cups have you had this morning? None. Plus? Five, but yours is better. Well, that's me in the cup then. (laughs) So more specifically, mud water is microground tea usually just black tea, but there are a few varieties, with some mushrooms in it. Ooh. So I got the, the standard rise formulation of mud water, which contains the following ingredients. Organic mushroom blend, including chaga, reishi, lion's mane, cordyceps, mycelial biomass cultured on organic oats, and organic cacao, Organic spice blend, which includes cinnamon, turmeric, ginger, cardamom, black pepper, nutmeg, and cloves. And organic black tea powder. And finally, Himalayan pink salt. (laughs) Because, of course, see our previous episode. (laughs) Hang on a second, I gotta go lick a lamp in your mouth. (laughs) I love it. I can get behind all of these ingredients in a beverage except for mushrooms. You've had mushrooms in a beverage. And it was terrible. <laughs> but you got no. high, so. Not Sorry, worth it. We got that out. <laughs> Are you a mushroom fan in I general? Do, I do like eating mushrooms. Okay. The, okay. the idea of powdering them and attempting to drink them makes me want to die. <laughs> but yes, we keep well, all day in It was nice knowing you. <laughs> so that's what it is. Now, why is it? Well, that's... Kind of harder to answer and kind of easier to answer. Because God hates you. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's it's standard tech CEO stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, some guy named Shane decided... <laughs> Is there a whiter name than Shane? <laughs> Maybe Blaine, but that's not going 80s. <laughs> so Shane decided he wanted to disrupt coffee in the same way that companies like Airbnb and Facebook have previously disrupted housing and democracy. <laughs> Fuck you, Shane. <laughs> just less successfully, I guess. 
And Lauren yelled about it earlier, but there is that backslash in the name. Sorry. (laughs) And some vowels missing for some reason. It's all very tedious. But I have to say, the majority of folks who have written about Mudwater have used a forward slash in typing the name instead of a backslash, which annoys me almost as much as the fact that the company decided to use a backslash in the first place, because attention to detail is important. They're not going to get to the right path if they're using the wrong slash. (laughs) Yes, obviously, as if there weren't enough to complain about with Mudwater, now we can recognize that it's a Windows-based system instead of a Unix-based system. So now the most important question, how does it taste? We're about to find out. Hmm, it's already a shade too light for my coffee. The ads for this are insufferable. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a pretty like snazzy kind of tin. Mm-hmm. David's it's, tea type tin. Yeah. yeah. Sealable lid. Everything printed right on it with, like, it doesn't have, like, a sticky label on it or anything. It's just printed right on. So everybody just just watch that swirl. Oh. The swirl of grit. Yep. The differences in there. The different viscosities of things. I'm getting some chai. I'm getting some dirt. (laughs) Okay, it doesn't smell that bad. It smells much better than I expected. It, it's you certainly get the the spices. I'm from oh, it. chai is great. I'm yeah. down with chai. Notes of cinnamon and turmeric. If I let it sit longer, do you think the mushrooms will settle? No, or will that make it worse? <laughs> I'm conflicted. Then it will be like the when we don't do hot chocolate, right? And then there's that horrible gritty. Well, I'm not drinking all of this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ashley, I'm waiting on you now. Bottoms up. <laughs> oh my god, Jim. <laughs> It's like mushroom soup. <laughs> mushroom soup of you <laughs> My first sip was honestly kind of chocolatey with hints of mushroom. Sounds like you start to a good Saturday. <laughs> oh, here's an aftertaste. Yeah, it lingers, hey? The aftertaste is very irony. It's like I drank a swig of blood. The aftertaste doesn't trouble me too much, but I do notice if you sort of pull some air in over your tongue as you're taking a sip, sort of the way you would if you're enjoying a fine wine. You do get quite an unpleasant odor-flavor combination happening. Mm -hmm. My sense of smell is one of my superpowers. Like, I can smell things that other people can't. Like ghosts? Yes, I can smell ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) The ectoplasm has sort of a fruity (laughs) role. Oh no, we don't know what to make Ashley's nose. <laughs> don't hit the iPad, don't hit the iPad. I'm actually shocked that this is, like I keep going back for more sips because it's fine mm-hmm. with hints of cinnamon and cardamom, which I like. If you told me it was tea, I would question your taste levels, but I would finish the cup. It, I'm Like it is tea. I'm going to put some cream in it. I feel like that could actually make it decent. The surface... Sort of breaks. Yeah, it's definitely not quite all the same liquid, like viscosity, like Jem was saying. Yeah. yeah. It's trying to separate. So there's some sort of oil in it? Yeah, it's like a brown on brown it's, oil spill. It's got a real brain look, like if you just let it oh, sit. God. Are we drinking Krang? Shredder! Why haven't you completed my new body? Oh, but I have! Yeah, it looks like there's like a millimeter of just a thin like water, and then there's different 
viscosities of liquids going like that. So before you take any cream or sugar to it, I I would like to have the one non-coffee drinker at the table compare it to a cup of coffee. This is a coffee replacement after all. I did just stick my face in it and Laura laughed at the face I made. It smells much worse than the mud water. The lies you say. I know. Black you say. Yeah. I don't even drink tea black. That's so much worse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mud water makes a decent thing to wash down coffee with. (laughs) (laughs) And I will have you know, Ashlyn, that I roasted those beans myself. (laughs) Oh, my. Burn. This mud water is to cacao like ouble is to citrus flavor. It's like it was there at some point, and then it just kind of farted and left the room. <laughs> yeah, like most of the flavors here, it's like I want I want more cinnamon flavor. I want more chocolate flavor. I want more of these. Except I don't. I'm okay. I'm not a big black tea fan as it is. I, if I'm going to have black tea, I much prefer it in something like a chai or like a masala or or something like that, where it is mixed with a lot of things. I'm not one for that. So I always find it has like a taste. But you know if tea's been brewed too strong for way too long and it's got lots of tannins and stuff? I hate that. And this is all I taste from this. Laura, I put two tea bags into my standard size mug, which is about twice the size of the mugs we're drinking from, and I leave them in till I'm done the cup. See, as much as I say that, I also totally understand because I generally find most tea tastes like nothing. And that's why I drink it black when I have to drink black tea. Anyway. I drink it bitter and I drink it hot. I think everything I've added to the mud water has made it worse. <laughs> I would be I'm very brown confused. <laughs> you would think that a little sweetness would help to bring out some of these spices and things, right? That it's possible that the fat content in the cream has helped the mushroom stick to my tongue. Oh. <laughs> Did you make stroganoff in a cup? <laughs> like, it's still fine, but it was better before. Which is <laughs> <Just> surprising. <laughs> and with, like, a masala chai sort of flavor profile, you'd think that a little bit of sweetness and a little bit of creaminess Creamer. would help. They do sell a powdered creamer that I believe is primarily coconut-based that they will send you as well, if you so desire. But it is fairly pricey. We'll get in, we'll get into the cost of mud water in a minute, but those of us who have not adulterated our mud water can probably see that things are beginning to settle again to the bottom. And in fact, if you, like a price. <laughs> if you finish this cup, you will find a fairly thick layer of silt at the oh, bottom. Oh no. <laughs> so maybe if you stirred it with, oh, that's probably why it tastes bad, because you stirred it up again. <laughs> maybe, but I did try Before. it fairly recently, like fairly yeah. soon after Jem. Maybe I'll try it again in five minutes or so and see how it, how it settles. Luckily, Laura keeps taking sips and then going, oh. I know. It's just a force of habit. Go on. Yeah, there's a drink beside you. You want to take a sip of it. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't kick it out of bed for making coffee. <laughs> Luckily, we we do have an N of more than four here because I did search for some reviews of mud water. Oh, I thought you fed it to the children. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would go poorly. <laughs> I'm not that bad a parent. You're a wonderful parent, both of you. <laughs> 
According to the scuttlebutt online, Mudwater is fairly prompt at removing negative reviews from their own sites and sites where, where they sell their product. However, Trustpilot still has a bunch of reviews up where it's rated 2.2 out of 5 on average, with 61% of the reviews being one-star reviews. Ooh, looking at the bottom, it looks like it's like a non-Newtonian fluid. <laughs> so I, I, I said 2.2 out of 5. However, it's not actually out of 5 because the rating system does not allow for zeros. So really, it's 1.2 out of 4 is how you would actually calculate that, I believe. Um, in any event, uh, I'm just going to read some of these reviews from Trustpilot. From Stacy, quote, I experienced no energy and felt like I was literally drinking dirt. <laughs> From Austin, dirt, literally dirt in a can, and it doesn't mix in any water. Honestly, the worst tasting stuff in the world. From Jan, worst thing I've ever tasted. Beware, this is false advertising and does not taste anything like chai. It tastes like it sounds, like dirt in a cup. <laughs> and finally, from Tino. The taste of this was pretty bad, IMO. I tried a few recipes, but the only one I could really tolerate was the following, which does take a couple of steps. Step 1. Take all the powder out of the tin. Step 2. Rinse the tin and plan to use it in the future for something else. Step 3. Toss the powder in the trash. <laughs> Thank you, Tino, for recycling properly. properly. <laughs> I, I genuinely feel like these reviews are unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Ashlyn is a fan. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't. Like, I would drink this if offered it as chai by someone, but I would not ask for tea again at their house. <laughs> <laughs> no second cups. Yeah. <laughs> I would ask, are you feeding me mud water? And if they said yes, we would stop being friends. <laughs> um, but I would finish the cup of tea because I have social anxiety, and then I would leave. <laughs> so I, I'd like to talk for a moment about the insufferable marketing, which I believe came up earlier. But I actually, I don't know that I've ever heard an ad for this myself. I don't know if anybody else wants to talk about these ads. I have not. I heard somebody else do a review of it, but I can't remember what show it was. So like I said earlier, it was... I haven't heard it on a podcast, but I got it through YouTube in the middle of a playlist, which is essentially the same as a podcast ad. And it was just the whitest Shane type guy explaining, over explaining the benefits. And so the name itself is supposed to be cheeky, but then they're like too serious to even be cheeky. So they've gone like another level beyond that. It's very weird and very annoying and also could not explain how it's going to give you more energy than coffee with less caffeine in Did it. Did they reinvent libraries in the ad like every unsufferable tech row out there? <laughs> oh gosh. It was, it was just awful. It was so bad. And I've never watched another one since. I've heard a lot of podcast ads for various coffee replacers that have mushrooms in them. I genuinely do not care enough about this subject to have ever taken in any of their names. So I, it's quite possible I've listened to some of these ads. <laughs> the most I've heard about Shaga at The Mushroom is a former co-worker swearing up and down that it would cure cancer. 
Fun. Great. So as we'll discuss in Laura's segment, it is indeed very common to have a product that has name recognition and then a whole bunch of slightly cheaper, literally identical other products that you can buy. (laughs) It's like children's programming on YouTube. (laughs) Oh... So, Coco Melon, we're looking at you. <laughs> that was the name I couldn't remember. Coco Melon. <laughs> so, I'd like to talk a little bit about the marketing emails that I have received. So, so it's not it's not quite as annoying as the "Ooh, I'm a sad widow bland" stuff that you get on Twitter when brands are like talking to each other and pretending to have depression and stuff. I forget what Twitter's like, Jim. Please don't remind me. <laughs> But this marketing stuff is annoying as hell all the same. So I'm now going to read you some excerpts from the actual email I received from this company, this real company, after ordering a tin of mud water. So from my order confirmation email, quote, This morning, our team formed a gratitude circle around your mud water and showered it with rose petals. Then one team member, we won't name names, dropped into the fetal position and began to weep. It was an emotional roller coaster, but in the end, we we're all so excited that our sweet little mud water will be leaving the nest and going to live with you now. This has to be intended to be taken like tongue in cheek. It, it is. It is. But, but wow. But also, see, this is the type of stuff where it's like tongue in cheek, but also, also not. They, they've rounded the corner back to yeah. serious with the whole like it. It tracks, and it's appalling. I think I'm going to be sick. They're, like, very specifically targeting, like, I'm a little bit spiritual, but I'm very casual <laughs> and hip, like... I'm a little bit country, I'm a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 70s joke, Lauren. Uh, How hip? Very yucky. No, if I had read that email and I honestly believed it, I would have put in a site call. From my shipping confirmation email, quote... Today at the train station, we gave your box of mud water one last suffocating mom hug before saying our final goodbyes. And as the train wheels squeaked and the steam billowed, we shouted, Don't talk to strangers! Surely embarrassing your mud water in front of all its adaptogenic friends. That's so weird! This email... This email goes on, I'm not joking, for seven paragraphs before concluding, quote... Your order is expected to arrive on Tuesday, <laughs> April 18th, 2023. Oh my god. Wow. I received an email purporting to be from Shane Heath himself, the CEO of Mudwater, with the subject line, I'm not mad at coffee, just disappointed. In it, he writes, quote, I would finish the cup and then have an anxious peak of sprinting alertness followed by a jittery, unproductive crash. It would fuck up my sleep and leave me groggy the next day. So I would order another cup to bring me back to life, and the vicious cycle would continue. Long story short, I dropped coffee, lost my ritual, and set out to create a new one. If I was going to drink something every day, I wanted it to support mental clarity, physical performance, and immunity. And, of course, it had to taste good. Then why did he make this? (laughs) Right? I even received an email from Ella, who introduced herself as my personal concierge and invited me to visit the Mudwater blog called Trends with Benefits, where I could learn how mushrooms communicate and where Shane would teach me all about journaling techniques and microdosing ayahuasca. Wow! Of course he does! Of 
course he found himself through ayahuasca. Because there's nothing like shitting in a bucket. I really didn't expect that to be the next word after microdosing. (laughs) This is all ridiculously unnecessary, of course, because by now we're all familiar with how mushrooms communicate. Anyway, I've unsubscribed from these emails three times and they keep on coming. Oh no. (laughs) So let's talk about the subscription, the cost of this whole thing. So one tin of mud water, (laughs) which Lauren is modeling for us here. (laughs) On a podcast. (laughs) On a podcast. Famously visual medium. (laughs) One tin of mud water came to $83 Canadian. Oh my god. That's after shipping and currency conversion. It's a little cheaper if you live in the States and cheaper still if you subscribe with one of those fancy podcast promo codes that... Hilariously, I actually forgot to enter when I ordered, despite that being the subject of this entire podcast. <laughs> I have gotten like 45% off or something. I have no idea what the deal would For be. For context, it is 180 grams. So that $83 will get you 30 servings of mud, which makes this stuff about $2.75 a cup, making it a fair bit pricier than a medium coffee from Tim Hortons, which will only set you back a buck eighty-three, but slightly cheaper than a grande drip from Starbucks, which clocks in at about $3.30 Canadian. That's not an unreasonable amount of a drink in to, to get out of this amount of stuff. Sure. But $90 for that is outrageous. Yes. And, and note that those those prices that I'm comparing are for prepared beverages that we're getting from a store, not for something that you're preparing yourself at home, which typically is cheaper. David's tea comes in the same sort of looking tins, and I think that their prices are outrageous, but they're like half of that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, depending on the the tea, one of those tins is like maybe 20, 30 bucks. Except for Forever Nuts. That's not drinkable. It's just hot nut water. Yeah, correct. If you want a fairer comparison, we should look at the cost of making coffee at home. So depending on which beans you buy, that can vary quite a bit. But when we bought pre-roasted beans, it would be between 35 and 50 cents per cup. That is one of the most pretentious things you've ever said on this podcast. Yes. No, I, I, I'm allowed to have hobbies, Ashlyn. Absolutely. Ask me what I've made from scratch this month. Is that why you have a civet in the back garden? (laughs) Kobe Luwak is immoral. We do not have a civet anywhere near this podcast. Yeah. No felines or feline-adjacent mammals were force-fed mushrooms to make this mud water. Oh, God. Although Ampersand did put her nose up on the table to try and sniff it, so... (laughs) So I I do, as previously mentioned, roast and grind my own coffee, because I like having hobbies. (laughs) And for the price of 30 servings of mud water, I can get about 8 pounds of high-quality fair-trade green beans. That will last us about 2 months. We drink a fair amount of coffee with each cup costing about 33 cents Canadian, or about one-eighth the price of a cup of mud. And I don't need a subscription to do it. A cup of mud! (laughs) That's what we used to call coffee in the 50s. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait a minute, are you a time traveler? You said we. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Continue your segment, Jen. (laughs) I'm going to quote again from, from some reviews on Trustpilot, because... This is indeed a subscription service, like everything these days. Here's what Susan had to say. Hi, Susan. 
When you sign up to pay for the product, you are automatically signed up for an auto ship. When you get to the website, it says to manage your subscription, go to manage. But the word manage is not clickable, nor is it anywhere else on the site. From Lucy. It was easy to sign up and the most difficult thing to get out of. Beware, they are not who they claim to be. I had to pay money to get out of a subscription that I thought was a one-time offer. And from Mick. Can't cancel my subscription. I tried to, and they kept giving me the same email response. When I click the button in the email, it takes me to a page where literally the only option is to subscribe to their newsletter. I got charged again today, and they shipped another overpriced garbage matcha to me. When I ran into this with the New York Times, for the few months I subscribed to it, what I had to do was cancel through Visa. Yeah, yeah, just decline the charges. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the, the caffeine content. Mudwater comes in two varieties as of this segment recording. The Rise variety, which is the original version, and contains black tea. That's what we've got here. And the Rest variety, a caffeine-free version that uses rooibos, and will consequently probably manage to somehow taste even worse. Why would you put this in your body without the feel, like... (laughs) With nothing else to get from it? How caffeinated is it? Did we talk about that already? He's I'm, about to. I'm about oh, okay. to. And who drinks this for pleasure? I just, I want to I wanna add, because I looked it up like a freak, I can get 100 grams of my favorite David's Tea chai, Saigon chai, for reference, for seventeen ninety six, or 250 grams for $45, which would be, according to them, 75 to 100 cups of hot tea. That is a way better deal. You should do that instead. Yeah, totally agree. While it's advertised as having about one-seventh the caffeine of a cup of coffee, Mudwater isn't actually very forthcoming about how much caffeine is actually in it. The website Drug Genius, a slapdash affiliate marketing content farm masquerading as a reputable source of medical information, reached out to Mudwater directly and was told that the average cup will have about 30 to 32 milligrams of caffeine in it which is about the same amount as a can of Coke. As we discussed on our episode about coffee and tea, good lord, almost nine years ago now. (laughs) Wow, that was a good episode, though. Determining the caffeine content in a given beverage is complex because it can vary quite a bit based on the preparation method. Incidentally, the micro-ground method that Mudwater uses is probably going to be the most consistent and easiest to estimate. Because you're actually consuming everything that's there, assuming you actually drink the silt, rather than steeping something and then throwing the grounds or leaves away and taking some of the caffeine with it. Maybe that would make this better. (laughs) If it was strained? (laughs) So, for reference, a medium coffee from Tim Hortons has about 200 milligrams of caffeine, which is about six and a half times the caffeine content of a cup of mud. By contrast, a single shot of espresso has about 100 milligrams, or about three times the caffeine content. And as a reminder, dark roasts tend to have slightly less caffeine than light roast coffee because more of the caffeine is denatured in the roasting process. So let's talk about some of these claims that they're making. And we'll start by going back to that marketing copy that I read off the top. With only one-seventh the amount of caffeine of a normal cup of coffee, mud water is formulated for mental stimulation with lion's mane and chaga, functional mushrooms, and also includes other adaptogenic superfoods like turmeric and cacao. So what the hell are functional mushrooms and adaptogens? Just the phrase functional mushrooms makes me mad. (laughs) (laughs) 
They're all doing their best, dudes. So here's where we discover that Laura's segment and my segment overlap quite a bit. Laura's going to talk about this as well, but in brief, functional mushrooms are mushrooms that proponents of functional medicine claim have health benefits beyond their simple nutritional value. Claimed benefits of so-called functional mushrooms include strengthening the immune system, improving cellular and gut health. I honestly don't know why those two things are linked together, but it's a single bullet point. Reducing chronic inflammation and supporting graceful aging. Oh, wow. I'm out. Give me my wrinkles, baby. (laughs) Just so gross. So that naturally leads to the question, if these are the things that functional medicine proponents claim about functional mushrooms, what is functional medicine? Well, it's an ill-defined collection of pseudoscientific health practices and claims that are broadly unsupported by scientific evidence. Like a lot of alternative medicine. I'm going to quote at some length from an article on science-based medicine by oncologist David Gorsky, because I think he, he frames the whole question of functional medicine very well. Quote, It's fairly easy to identify much of the quackery that complementary and alternative medicine practitioners and woo-friendly physicians have integrated into integrative medicine. A lot of it is based on pre-scientific ideas of how the human body and disease work. For example, traditional Chinese medicine, especially acupuncture, for instance, which is based on a belief system that very much resembles the four humors in ancient Western or European medicine. Or it's based on non-existent body structures or functions, like chiropractic and subluxations, reflexology and the link between areas on the palms of the hands and soles of the feet that map to organs, or craniosacral therapy and the craniosacral rhythms. Or it's based on vitalism, like homeopathy or energy medicines, such as Reiki, therapeutic touch, and the like. Often there are completely pseudoscientific ideas whose quackiness is easy to explain to an educated layperson, like with homeopathy. But then there are modalities being integrated into medicine whose quackiness is not so easy to explain. Perhaps the most popular and famous of these is a specialty known as functional medicine whose foremost practitioner and advocate, in the U.S. at least, is Mark Hyman, M.D., a man whose fame has led him to become a trusted medical advisor to Bill and Hillary Clinton. Perhaps Hyman's greatest coup came in 2014, when the Cleveland Clinic Foundation hired him to create an institute dedicated to functional medicine, an effort that has apparently been wildly successful in terms of patient growth. Never mind that around the same time, Dr. Hyman teamed up with rabid anti-vaccine activist Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to write a book blaming mercury in the thimerosal preservative that used to be in vaccines for causing autism, an idea that was shown long ago to have no scientific merit. So functional medicine seems to be based on seven principles. And I'll quote here again from Dr. Gorski. Number one. Acknowledging the biochemical individuality of every human being based on concepts of genetic and environmental uniqueness. Two, incorporating a patient-centered rather than disease-centered approach to treatment. Number three, seeking a dynamic balance among the internal and external factors in a patient's body, mind, and spirit. Number four, addressing the web-like interconnections of internal physiological factors. We did not weave the web of life. We are merely a stranded. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, identifying health as a positive vitality, not merely the absence of disease, and emphasizing those factors that encourage a vigorous physiology. Number six, 
promoting organ reserve as a means of enhancing the health span, not just the lifespan of each patient. What does that mean? What is an organ reserve? I guess like like Klingons, where you have like backups of most of your internal say, organs. Like you just start growing an extra kidney just in case, or what? And number seven, functional medicine. <laughs> this one also cracks me up. Sorry, number seven. Functional medicine is a science-using profession. What? Not science-based, science-using. <laughs> Continuing from David Gorsky, quote, That very first principle is functional medicine's get-out-of-jail-free card for basically anything its practitioners want to do. They can always find ways to justify any form of treatment, be it science-based or quackeries, simply by invoking the biochemical individuality of each human being. Here's the problem. Yes, human beings are individuals, and each human being is unique. However, we're not so unique that our bodies don't all work pretty much the same way. In other words, in terms of biology, physiology, and yes, systems biology, human beings are far more alike than they are different. If that weren't the case, modern medicine, developed before we had the tools to probe our genetic individuality, wouldn't work as well as it does. Functional medicine fetishizes biochemical individuality, not so much because humans are so incredibly different that each one absolutely has to have a markedly different treatment, because we're not. Functional medicine fetishizes individuality because it distinguishes functional medicine as a brand from science-based medicine. And, I suspect, because it makes functional medicine practitioners feel good, like total doctors, never at a loss for an explanation for a patient's symptoms or clinical condition. As for the last bit about functional medicine being a science-using profession, I like to say that functional medicine uses science the same way that a drunk uses a streetlight pole. Wow. Ouch. To sum it all up, functional medicine is an ill-defined branch of alt-med that bundles together a multitude of unproven and disproven treatments, tries to make them seem science-based by ordering a bunch of expensive lab tests, and then defends itself from criticism for its lack of evidence by saying, Ah, human beings are individuals, man! Different things work for different people, man! Science can't be tamed. <laughs> this reminds me a lot of... I've seen this from homeopaths as well, and lots of other alt-med practitioners who will claim that, yeah, we don't have good studies backing up the efficacy of our treatments, but that's because all of our treatments are individualized, so you can't test them scientifically in that same way. But it is, it is total nonsense. Let me give you an example. If you wanted to test very individualized homeopathic remedies, all you have to do is have every person in your study undergo an individualized homeopathic consultation with one or more homeopaths, have them prepare the homeopathic nostrum of their choice, and then, in a randomized, blinded study, you swap half of those out for placebos. I mean, different placebos, because this is homeopathy we're talking about. <laughs> I was going to say, why don't you give everybody a different glass of tap water? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's actually not that difficult to scientifically test individualized treatments. You just have to actually try. I don't know, man. That sounds like a lot of work. Of course, when this individualized intervention is inevitably shown to have no effect, the blame will be placed on the individual practitioner who was involved in devising the individualized treatment no rather than on yeah exactly rather than on the practice itself or it will be blamed on the patient for not responding correctly 
Yes, that also has been known to happen. So, that's functional mushrooms and functional medicine more broadly. It's a bunch of baloney. But what about these adaptogens? What are those? Basically, they're herbal products that proponents claim will aid in the management of physiologic and or psychologic stress. In fact, most of the time they don't distinguish between the two. They just say stress, as if that is one specific thing. As is common in naturopathy, there is absolutely no convincing scientific evidence to support these claims. In fact, what is and is not an adaptogen is itself extremely ill-defined. There are essentially no criteria, and basically anyone can claim anything is adaptogenic. I believe Laura will talk about this, perhaps in some more detail, but I believe this summary from the Committee on Herbal Medicinal Products of the European Medicines Agency may be a helpful summary. Quote, Adaptogens are reported to improve quality of life and to have specific therapeutic effects in some stress-induced and stress-related diseases. However, the clinical data have a number of shortcomings, such as deficiencies in the description of inclusion and exclusion criteria, descriptions of the medications, descriptions of diagnoses, study design, study analysis, etc. As such, the term is not accepted in pharmacological and clinical terminology. To sum up, the concept of an adaptogen is so poorly defined and so poorly studied that even using the term is a waste of time. Wow. So let's talk about some of the specific claims associated with these mushrooms. Illuminate Labs has a blog post reviewing Mudwater that goes into some of the claims surrounding some of the individual mushroom ingredients. These should be taken with a grain of salt, however, as <laughs> Illuminate Labs is itself dedicated to hawking supplements. This could use some seasoning. <laughs> the mushrooms in Mudwater are chaga, reishi, lion's mane, and cordyceps. Illuminate Labs notes that there is some evidence that a compound in chaga has anti-tumor, anti-diabetic, and anti-inflammatory effects. One clinical trial showed that reishi might delay memory decline. Lion's mane may have some non-specific cognitive benefits. And cordyceps has been shown to improve learning and memory. But most importantly, these are mostly extremely small single trials done in animals. So Illuminate Labs concludes, quote, We do not find it likely that this blend will have any specific health benefits because we can only identify animal studies showing health benefits for the mushroom ingredients, and we consider the caffeine content slightly underdosed. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, it's nice to see some folks say we can't verify these claims because they're just animal studies, but on the other hand, my dude, even if they were human studies, they'd be questionable. Lots of human trials really suck. So Illuminate Lab's conclusion is, quote, Mudwater is more like one of those superfood shakes, in our opinion, than it is a coffee alternative. This is foreshadowing for Laura's segment. Continuing the quotation. Coffee is one of the most well-studied nootropic compounds in the world, clinically proven to increase focus, attention, physical power, and energy. Physical power? This is a plant powder blend that we don't believe will support any of these specific outcomes. But if, after all of this, you're still somehow really sold on wanting to try Mudwater, I implore you, don't sign up for Shane's Powdered Mushroom subscription box. A YouTuber has put together a DIY recipe that is identical to the original, but costs $1 a serving. And it will be linked in the show notes. 
And if you really want, email Jim. He might send you this kid. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't finishing it. (laughs) I have this really bad intrusive thought. There's about two centimeters of mud water and silt that has gotten cold in the bottom of this cup. And I really just want to slam this mother. (laughs) I mean, have at her. We've got your back. Look at that, (laughs) The, no, I've been you. playing with the non-Newtonian fluid. So at least at yours is still somewhat suspended. Yours at least might go down. And, oh. mm. How was mm. that? <laughs> was can, it mushroomy? Can I have your black cup of coffee as a chaser? Yes. <laughs> Jim did not enjoy that. I didn't even get this far on my first cup of it. It's so granular. Ugh. It really like it. You know when you're at the beach and there's the 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 layer. You can stick your hands in the sand that's been soaking in the mm-hmm. in the the water, and you pull the sand up just under the surface of the water. It's that texture. Mm-hmm. Beach soup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the beach soup. We've all seen it. <laughs> I love it. One, two. They did it. Of course, they did. Yeah. Put worse in my mouth. I also really want to snort a line of this, but I'm not going to do that. I feel like that would just wreck your nose. Don't do it, please. I've snorted salt. Oh. No. I feel like that would be better than this. (laughs) This is a good time to remind our listeners that nothing you hear on this podcast constitutes medical (laughs) advice. (laughs) Especially nothing that comes out of my mouth. (laughs) No, for legal purposes, especially nothing that comes out of my mouth. (laughs) I have led a, li- led a life of sin, vice, and unadvisable situations. <laughs> Cheers to that. I've switched to real coffee. I will not be switching. All right, are you all ready for another fun beverage? Woo! Do we have to drink this one too? Absolutely, you do. One hundred percent. Ashley's just know. like preparing. <laughs> Lauren's gung ho, and Ashley's like, "Okay, I can do this. I can do There's this." There's like, it looks like it's protein powder esque. I'm so upset about the concept of having to try something else. I, I've had <laughs> two cups of coffee and a mud water since I got here. Is I'm there hyped. mushrooms in this one too? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. As Gemma and I were researching our segments, it came to me that our products are essentially the same thing. It's just that his is brown and mine is green. (laughs) So. Nature's colors. (laughs) Nature's colors. Exactly. Did you know the human eye can see more shades of green than any other color? So today I'm reviewing everybody's favorite greens supplement, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Oh, you got it. So, so I'm going to spoil a little bit as, as the people in the room can tell. I did not buy it, but I'm going to talk about why I did not buy exactly that coming because up here. Because you get some emails telling you about how it's the long-lost child of the family. it doesn't matter which blend of garbage you get. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. Sorry. No, I am infuriated that these products exist. Usually it's Jem who steps on your whole segment. So. <laughs> no, but I, I do appreciate that you were reading my line of thought with this. So... I thought about ordering it, but then we, as a poor student family, spent $90 on mushroom mud, and I said, I cannot justify spending another chunk of money on something 
Yeah, you, you, we'd already ordered the mud water. You didn't want to also order the moss water. <laughs> so, so that's why it is. And because these things are more or less interchangeable. And so I went with something that is essentially the same thing that was locally available and one third the price. Woo. So we're going to try that, but imagine it's AG1 because truly it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. But tell, let me tell you a little bit more about AG1. Have you heard ads for AG1? Are you familiar so with it? So many. Okay. No. I have actually. never heard an ad. I knew of it, but I've never heard an ad. So I want to know what the ads are like. You have heard an ad. You have heard several ads on the Some More News and Even More News podcasts where Cody Johnston... Oh. <laughs> Okay, I mean a real ad that they would make, not not Cody Johnston trying to get himself fired. <laughs> it's hard to eat right every day, which is why I sometimes drink AG1 by Athletic Greens. You can just drink it like so, like this. Because <laughs> Cody- They do often make the hosts read them though, so yeah. there are a lot of like my favorite podcasters that I'm like, really guys? Like, what are you doing? Cody Johnston- like, makes a joke of how much he obviously hates drinking this stuff on the ad. <laughs> it tastes healthy. I look forward to drinking it whenever we do these ads. Okay. It's, it's fine. So I have heard an ad, but I haven't, I haven't heard one produced by the company itself. But anyway, so let me tell you about it a little bit. So AG1 is a blend of 75 superfoods and supplements that, that creates an all-in-one nutrition supplement to cover your nutrient needs. So like every great podcast product, it was created by a dude bro athlete after a health crisis that he just couldn't shake in his you words. steroid crash? Sure. So like every natural health product creator, the AG1 founder, Chris, worked with a team of top <laughs> researchers. Not quite a shame. A more generic shame. <laughs> a more generic shame, yeah. The, the last Chris that I met did look a lot like a shame. <laughs> okay. Crane? Yes. <laughs> okay, I've got a lot of words here. Let me get through them. <laughs> okay. So the AG1 founder, Chris, worked with a team of top researchers and naturopaths. Ding, oh. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> to create the product and in doing so created the category of foundational nutrition. What is foundational nutrition, you ask? Well, to quote the website, foundational nutrition is health from the inside out, starting at the gut. I thought it was the bottom of the pyramid. <laughs> I hate this company so much. It's not even funny. I hated doing this and loved it. But okay. Laura, aren't you just busy all the time and you need a supplement to eat on top of all the food you already eat to make sure you're really balanced out? Right, exactly. And that's exactly what this is purported to do. That's what okay. all of the podcast hosts need the most, apparently. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Right. Okay, it's also worth noting that the head of nutrition at Athletic Greens is a naturopath and licensed acupuncturist who follows a time-restricted eating and fasting regimen. So personally, this guy is like one giant red flag to me, and that colors everything else about what I'm looking at. And I mean, hey, okay, you're allowed to follow whatever kind of diet you want. They're not all equal. They're not all amazing. Please don't tell me anything about time-restricted feeding. Do not leave comments in our feed. Just don't. <laughs> All right. I desperately want to violate your boundary that you just <laughs> said. Because <laughs> I read something horrifying today. I don't okay. even know who it was about. Well, from you, I'll take it. 
I, I wish I could remember. It was somebody ridiculous who follows like an intermittent fasting regimen where he only eats one meal a day on weekdays and then on weekends it's just 48 hours of fasting. Oh my god. Just like, no! Five, You're going to die! Five meals a week. I don't know if there's snacks involved or what, but this sounds bad. Why don't you not do that? That's called an eating disorder. Right? I was gonna say, I lived like that for a while in high school. And I haven't recovered. <laughs> it's it's not okay. That's called malnutrition. That's yes. what that's called. Like, there's no way that you're just getting fortified off of nothing. That's not how physiology works. <sighs> All right. I, I can't talk about time-restricted eating anymore because I don't want to scream. All right. So let's talk more about AG1. So this product and all others like it, again, the reason why I did not purchase this product, has a gish gallop of an ingredients list, like this one in front of me. Check the font size on this, oh, would you? Oh, oh, oh my god. Oh no. Oh. It's, it is actually like 0.2 font or something ridiculous like that. You'd need a magnifying glass. You truly would. And I still have pretty decent vision here. I do not require any corrected lenses or anything like that. And it is so small. From where I was sitting... About three feet away, a meter away. I thought I was looking at the barcode. <laughs> 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 Amazing. Amazing. And so that's all different ingredients in here. And remember, AG1 well, has 75, 75 different, ingredients. different ingredients, right? So this, it, it's, it would take a person so long to go through all of them. This, segment took me a very long time and I didn't touch half of the ingredients specifically in here because it would take forever for someone to figure out how to understand what's in here, their functions and their uses, especially when it comes to the herbs and so on and so forth. So it's overwhelming for someone like myself, who's a nutrition professional. This is my job and it would take a long time to fully analyze this. Never mind someone who is a general consumer who does not do this kind of thing for a living. Like there's, there's just no way that you can make an informed choice about something that has so many things crammed into it here. So that's annoying. The website for AG1 is infuriating to look at, largely because they end almost all of their statements with an asterisk, and that asterisk leads nowhere. <laughs> no, Lauren is boiling. There is steam coming out of their ears right now. So Laura and I both emphasized in our segments typographical <laughs> problems that we have with these products. Like, That's but it's not just the most egregious issue here. No, but just this sets the stage for yeah. all of this. You put an asterisk. Okay, what are you trying to tell me? Where? <sighs> yeah, I need to know more information about yes, these products. Yes, you've told me that there's. Something more to know that you haven't said out loud, so where is it? Oh, what I will say for AG1 that isn't necessarily true for all of these similar supplements is that it is NSF certified for sport, which means that it is certified by the the agency that allows different things for professional sporting or, or for amateur sporting and so off. So Having this designation says that it is not adulterated with things that are not on the label and it actually has what it says it has mm. in it. I found your asterisk. Please. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to read the asterisk for everyone else who is searching in vain. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ah, that old boilerplate. Yeah, and I figured it was something like that, but you couldn't find. It was annoying. It's at the very bottom be- below everything else. <sighs> it was, I had to go searching. Yeah, that's so it's, it's infuriating. I just wanted to say it's wild that that is a certification that you can get and not just the way it is because the government makes it be that way. Right, because yeah, you, you it's still... You should be allowed to adulterate it. Right? right, but this is the thing with supplements. I like know. every other supplement can kind of just be anything. And even with that certification still means that they can make whatever the claims about it that they want. It doesn't have to be efficacious. It just means that it can't have, like, ephedrine in it or something like that. Which, really, you don't want stuff like that in in anything. Well, the Mudwater (laughs) does say consuming this product can expose you to chemicals including lead. Well, yeah, but that's... But that's the California... Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Anything can expose you to lead, basically. Okay. So let's talk about the supplement itself. So, as I've kind of mentioned, it's a powder. It's kind of greenish. It looks like a protein-ish powder. It's green. Okay. So this supplement, it's a product that's marketed towards anyone who wants to ensure they meet their nutrition needs for the day, and particularly those who want to help their bodies handle the stresses of daily life. So really, everybody needs this. And they really make a point of hammering in how important the daily habit of AG1 is for everybody and how you really just need to do it every single day. Some of the reviews mention that it's geared towards athletes, But the website marketing really pushes it for most adults. It claims to replace numerous supplements, such as a multivitamin, mineral supplements, phytonutrient supplements, green blends, adaptogens. How many supplements? I know a lot of people are taking a lot of supplements, but how many supplements are you already taking? Like, (sighs) It depends on your flavor of orthorexia. This is true. This is true. Okay. Now... They do rightly caution that children should not take this product and that people who are pregnant or breastfeeding should probably not use the product, but really they just couch it in, check it with your health professional people first. Or somewhere, anywhere near a baby should not use <laughs> Right, exactly. If you are within 500 meters of a baby, do not use. <laughs> this product has a restraining order. <laughs> oh, God. It's not allowed in your schools or playgrounds. Okay. But again, with this last point, like, they, they do say, oh, if you have different health conditions, consult with your healthcare provider. But realistically, a health provider would need to have a good amount of time and familiarity with all of these ingredients to make really informed recommendations. Mm. And most aren't going to have that because it's, first of all, they're obscure things. And second of all, there's so many of them. And there are a lot of potential interactions with many of the ingredients in AG1. So things like licorice root. And some of the functional mushrooms and things like that can interact with blood pressure medication, antibiotics, blood sugar medications. So there's a lot of potential things going on there. And I'm sure the the vast majority of primary care providers would look at it and say, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Like, I would take this to a pharmacist personally. Yep. And that's always what I've told people. If you want to know about your supplements and your drug interactions, you go to your pharmacist. And if they can't answer that, don't take that stuff. Like, don't do not do it. <laughs> so now let's get into some of these ingredients here for AG1. So, of course, it replaces a multivitamin, multimineral supplement. So it, it does have a bunch of vitamins and minerals in it. Now, this is confusing. So I'm going to show you what their supplement facts list looks like or what their ingredients list looks like here. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So you see like a nutrition facts table on the one side there where it has all the different vitamins and minerals listed and their milligrams and things like that on the left-hand side. And then on the right-hand side, they have the names of the ingredients here. Now, what's not entirely clear with this, at least for me, is how many of these vitamins and minerals are added in. Like the ones that have the brackets that say like as this or as that, those are pretty clearly added in. But when I take a look at this and they talk about all these magical foods, I get the impression that they want the consumer to think all of these magical greens and everything are giving me all these nutrients here and not the fact that they just put a multivitamin in your scoop, which I find very, very annoying and like false marketing because looking at this... understanding from all of the marketing is that they just take a bunch of things that I should be eating, dehydrate them and powder them. Right. But there isn't... 15 milligrams of zinc in these ingredients, they've added it in. Like there's, or there isn't however much calcium, like the amount of calcium in here would not show up in these ingredients. Right. And I hate that. Yeah. So they've just bought some like Flintstones chewable vitamins and powdered them up too. Yeah. And spinach or whatever. Yeah. So like some of the things like the vitamin C, the folate, I would actually expect that mainly to come from the the greens because that or the papaya powders in here there's pineapple there's everything in here <laughs> so so that makes sense but some especially some of the minerals it didn't do that so that is very inf- frustrating especially when like you say Ashlyn you think oh I'm just getting vegetables and they're good for me it's like no it's a supplement and it's important to know because if you look at some of the percent daily values on here some of these exceed a hundred percent now some of that's not really that big of a deal because it's like Vitamin C, if you exceed 100%, it's really not, it's not hard to do, first of all, eat two oranges and there you go. But second of all, it's really not going to be a big deal unless you're exceeding like a thousand percent or something like that. 250 of thiamine? Right. So some of these things, they're just going overboard, partly because they're cheap. These things are- 53 of vitamin E? Yeah. Like you don't actually need that much. You don't need to add that much. Now, something like the zinc- a lot of people don't get enough zinc and stuff, so it could be a useful kind of thing. Come back, zinc. It's probably at the bottom there. That's a line from The Simpsons. I oh, see okay. Eleven hundred percent of your daily recommended of biotin, but I yeah. have also definitely taken a ton of biotin in an attempt to make my nails better. It's yeah, not work. no, it doesn't work. That's that's baloney. <laughs> and again, biotin's another one of the ones that is probably not going to cause an issue. Yeah. Although, if you're taking high doses of it and you regularly get certain types of blood tests for things like thyroid, it can alter those results. So you should stop Uh-oh. taking your high thi- your high biotin for like a day or two before the the blood test. It's not all blood tests. There's just a few where biotin can interfere with the assay. That's fascinating. Yeah. I I don't take any supplements and my diet is crap, so. <laughs> so, so what I want to point out with this here is that it's it's like a multivitamin in many many ways here. But when you think about the dosing, so the dose is supposed to be a scoop a day. But if you start, if you decide to take more than one a day, you could be getting very, very high unsafe levels of these vitamins and minerals that could interact with other medications that you might be, that you might be on or health issues that you have. Notably as well, it doesn't contain vitamin D for some reason. Which is the one supplement I need. Which is the one supplement that like most Canadians could really use a little more of and is pretty deficient in the diet. But don't worry, they'll sell you. 
too. They'll sell you vitamin D in addition. I know, vitamin D is so cheap. It's not hard. They're just awful. Now, to, okay. And it comes in fruit. The one thing I will say, the one thing I will say is that this company is from New Zealand. So maybe they don't have as much of a vitamin D issue. Probably not. (laughs) There. I mean, New Zealand's not as sunny as Australia, but it's still like, they're still much closer to the equator than we are and they get more sun and they don't get frigid winters and things like that. So, yeah, it doesn't have any iron added to it either, but yeah, I don't know. It's, why didn't they just put it in there? Ugh. I put ugh in my notes because that's how I feel about this whole thing. All right. So next up, it's got some adaptogens in there and Gem gave a really great intro. I don't really think I have a ton more to add, but I did just want to expand on that a little bit. So... Generally, there are a few things that people expect out of an adaptogen for proponents of that. They're supposed to help our bodies manage stress and restore balance after a a stressful situation. Now, this restoring balance thing, this is really important. Hold that thought there. Generally, adaptogens are supposed to be non-toxic at normal doses. But what's a normal dose, right? And wouldn't more just be better, right? They're supposed to support the entire body's ability to cope with stress. It has to be a whole body thing, not just one system. That's cheating. It's got to be a whole body thing. And it has to return the body to a stable state. What the <laughs> F does that mean? They're just describing homeostasis. Right. Where your body is going to go back to neutral. Yes, that's what it Kay. does. So, like, yeah, fine. Well, ostensibly. <laughs> Some of us are a little bit better at that than others or have more mechanisms, but like it these are supposed to help with that. So, okay, fine, sure. Sounds great. But I want to know how this happens. How does this work? <laughs> because it sounds like magic. And of course, this is where these claims start to fall short. That that claim of balancing the body often is interpreted and sometimes is clearly stated, not necessarily in this product, but in all of them in the greater products here, is meaning that they can have multi-directional actions on the same body systems based on what the body needs. But so, don't the systems basically have an in and an out? How can so, it be multi-directional? That don't make no sense! This is what I don't understand, right? Like, a lot of them talk about, well, it helps you handle stress, so it helps up your chemicals of some kind that help with the stress response or something like that. Cortisol? Whatever the anti-cortisol is. Whatever, whatever. So that just doesn't make sense. But the implication can sometimes be too that it helps you balance out. So somehow either the body knows that you've taken this thing and uses that thing like in the direction that it needs. Oh, I'm low on this today. So I need, I'm going to use this to like bump that up or I'm high on it today. So I'm going to use this same exact chemical to bump it down. Unless this stuff is straight powdered cannabis, it's not doing that. (laughs) Or somehow the adaptogen knows what to do, which is absolutely mind-boggling. Adapt is right in the name, Laura. Oh my god. (laughs) So the first, I will say, the first time I heard about adaptogens was several years ago. And my introduction was it from this blog post was that the reason that people thought that these would be good is because these are plants that grow in really inhospitable environments. Therefore, they are able to manage stress. Therefore, they will be able to help us manage stress. I'm not a plant. What a wild premise. I was just like, this is baloney. This is all absolute baloney. Baloney is not an adaptogen. It is not. And it's way better than any of the stuff we're going to have tonight. 
Yeah, I, I smelled this green powder while reading it through my phone to magnify it, and it smells like fish food. Oh, no. <laughs> it looks like fish food, too. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes dill takes on that flavor. Oh, like no. It's kind of, like, fishy vaguely, and uh, it's just an upsetting time. Okay. So, it has a wealth of adaptogens. I'm not going to talk about most of them, because as Jem said, it's literally a waste of time. Many of them are probably not super toxic, although some of them, like ashwagandha, could cause miscarriages because they may raise testosterone levels or other hormone levels, so be cautious with that. Like, reasonable amounts, probably? Probably, but it's the kind of thing that we've kind of seen a connection, so be careful with that. But do not take it to induce miscarriage. Yes, don't do it for that reason, please, but just be cautious. This one, of course, has reishi in it. It is the magic mushroom. There are a lot of studies on reishi, but one 2021 review of reishi strongly discouraged people self-medicating with it because so many of the studies are just in preliminary stages and there's no consensus on things that no one should be suggesting it or like self-medicating with this kind of thing because we just don't, even if it has the purported benefits in larger trials, we just don't have the evidence to make conclusions. The reason I was looking so closely at this tiny font (laughs) was to look for St. John's Wort. It's not in there. Oh, okay. That's good. Because that one has a lot of interactions with things, right? Especially with SSRIs. Yes. Yeah. Which is a very common medication for a lot of people. So so this AG1 does also have ashwagandha in it. So like I said, be careful with that. So it just doesn't seem like there's good enough reason to include any of these things, except if you want to buy into that whole wishful thinking, somehow this is going to magically make the stresses of daily life go away or get better. Yes, because spending this much on a superfood drink right. definitely exactly. not your stress. Okay, so now we're on to the greens and superfoods themselves. I know it's the, the part you've all been waiting for. But, like, honestly, why? I hate superfoods. <laughs> like, it's so... I just want to chug this shit, Laura. <sighs> I'm getting there very soon. But, like, okay, why do we have to powder them? Why do we have... Like, the mushrooms, why do we have to powder it? Why can't we just eat the vegetables, right? Like, the ingredients in here are things like broccoli and pineapple and carrot and papaya and spinach. Why can't we just eat this? has time for food, Laura. Right? Oh, and it's infuriating because there's a lot of processing that goes mm-hmm. from turning a whole head of broccoli into a powder. But they make a big point and they sell to the whole Whole, whole Foods non-processed crowd. It doesn't make sense, people. Just- yeah, this is about as processed as you can get for a veggie. It's, it is. It's really funny, too, because not only is it super processed, it has all of these additives in it. Yeah. Because they try they try to pretend that you're getting all your vitamins from, from the veggies, but as Laura's talked about, they're just adding a multivitamin powder in there, too. Right. Okay. So per scoop, which is approximately the same size as this one, so it's a 12-gram scoop. It's, I don't know, this is what, about a tablespoon, maybe a little bit more? Okay, so it's not a large scoop of the powder. You get 7,388 milligrams of the raw superfood complex that I just mentioned. So that sounds great, right? Why didn't they just say 7.3 grams? Be- no, 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 because 7,000 milligrams is a lot oh higher, God, that Ashley. Makes me so <laughs> okay, okay. That's a reasonable number of grams. I know. Okay. So this number, it sounds great, right? Especially with all this dehydrated powder. Like, okay, but if you were to think of like how that equates to the full, the full on vegetable, like, 
It's hard to picture that, right? It's in a powder. So I did some pretty basic math for you. (laughs) I did very rough math. I took the average water content of vegetables estimated about 82.5%. So this powder has no water in it, essentially. We can assume that. And so I did some basic math here. So let me just show you how many vegetables you'll get. (gasps) So many vegetables, you guys. So many. I don't think you'll be able to handle. They managed to fit so many veggies in. A quarter (laughs) cup of peas. (laughs) (laughs) That is... It is such a tiny serving of vegetables. (laughs) It is actually half of one standard serving of vegetables. It honestly, I'm disappointed that they could not reduce a quarter cup of vegetables more than they have. But they had to add in that vitamin powder. (laughs) Right! I guess, is there, I'm afraid to ask, is there quote unquote flavor? Well, the some of the fruits have a little bit of flavor. There is stevia. Do, do you want to do this now, and then I'll really keep going? Don't. Okay. Well, then I can talk about the other stupid evidence. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll give you a minute, okay? So <laughs> it's an absurdly small amount of vegetables. So the number of times I've had people say, "Well, I drink the greens so that I make sure I get my vegetables in." I'm sorry, but you're not getting your vegetables in. And if you were to then say, "Well, I should just take more scoops." you're going to get an unsafe amount of vitamins and minerals. It is a useless product. not a reasonable amount of vegetables at any point. No, that no. That's not five a day. That is a quarter cup yeah. of frozen peas. It's a quarter cup of frozen peas. Like, it's so absurd. Plus a Flintstones tablet on top. Plus a Flintstones tablet on top. Oh, we just awesome. saved you so much money. Some podcasts like change their cover picture every time they upload an episode. And if we were if we were the kind of people who did that, we should just take a picture of this with a Flintstones tablet on it and have that be the cover photo. I literally have Flintstones vitamin. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to say this again for the millionth time. Can we just eat the vegetables? Like, like we don't need to powder them. We're not even getting enough. I don't care how you have them. Just eat them if you like them. Or if you really don't, then try some fruit. Like, it's fine. But this stuff is not the way to go. All right, but don't, they don't just stop there, okay? They want to make sure that you can digest everything that you put in there. And because, as we know, human bodies do not make their own digestive enzymes, they kindly put in some for you. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually not as bad as I'm making it sound. I just hate it when people do this kind of thing. So we do need to digest the things that we eat. Digestion is pretty, pretty normal. It has a lot of sensations included with it, including stomach rumbling, a uh, sense of fullness, a bit of abdominal expansion as the food moves through your body. Sometimes some gas. Pretty often everybody has gas at least some of the time. In the last stage of digestion, normal bowel movement patterns vary from like every other day to two to three times a day. So it's it's actually a pretty wide kind of range in here. And I will say like that's kind of the average span. You're going to have your outliers on stuff like this. But this is normal digestion. Okay. So, and we expect it to change based on what you ate, how you're feeling, stress, etc. right? Signs of digestive trouble are things like significant painful bloating, cramping, diarrhea, nausea, and weight loss, okay? So there are some few, a few common things that people can't digest well. Things like lactose, which is the sugar that's naturally found in milk and like dairy milk, goat's milk, things like that. Some people can digest it better than others. Some people just don't make enough of that enzyme. And so people can take a lactase replacement enzyme to help them digest it. 
No humans are able to fully digest the starches and legumes that are called galacto-oligosaccharides because we just don't make the enzymes for it. And that's why they cause gas. That's why beans are like that. Now, if you eat those kinds of things regularly, your body and your gut microbes can often adapt to it. And they also sell things like Beano, which is an enzyme that can help mm. break it down to make it more comfortable. Oh, okay. I was just going to ask, is there lactate for yeah. the bean thing? Yeah, yeah. There is. Yeah, Beano. Like, I've never tried it. And I don't know, like, it I, I don't know. for me in the past when I've Okay. Eating too many lentils and head regrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that it was sort of just like a general gas remedy, not a specific that one. That is how but... it's marketed. Okay. Yeah. And it can be because these, these this type of fiber is in other foods right, as right. well. And because it's a known fiber that's in a fair number of foods that we just don't di- digest, but it's highly fermentable. And that's the thing. It's like, not all fibers are going to be like a smorgasbord for your gut bacteria, but this one is, and that's why it causes gas, etc. So these are kind of like, yeah, these are digestion issues, but they're not major. They're not going to call out malabsorption or whatever. Now, some people have certain conditions like cystic fibrosis or pancreatic issues where they really don't make the digestive enzymes and they need to have those replaced, like, and they're going to have those significant symptoms. And the generally accepted way to do that is through pancreatic enzyme replacement therapy, which is by prescription and it's monitored by healthcare providers like nurse practitioners or physicians. Just to be clear, in cystic fibrosis, they do create the enzymes, they just can't release them properly. Yes. And there is an aspect of autodigestion that can occur. I'm trying to stay focused. Okay. Okay. Take the look as it's time to stop, Gem. You Almost 20 years. You just ignored it. No, no, no. It's an invitation to push the envelope. You can do better, Gem. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, if if you have one of these health conditions, you actually need things. The kind people at AG1... Didn't put those in, thank God, because that's not what you need to do. (laughs) But they did put in bromelain for you. Does anybody know what bromelain is? Oh, the the pineapple enzyme that eats you. Yeah. 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 I know an enzyme. So so bromelain (laughs) is a, I learned, I just figured out why it's called bromelain. Because pineapples are from the bromeliad family. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was always wondering, because a similar compound from papaya was called papain, and then one from something else was called, like, it mm. followed the, the the fruit name trend, but this one didn't. Is the kiwi one also bromelain, or does it get its own one? So, bromelain is actually a, a global term for a bunch of similar compounds, okay. so they just kind of call it that. And even the pineapple, there's three different bromelains within it. Like, oh, the one from the stem is different than the fruit, different from the leaves, I think. Anyway. Do not eat the stem or leaves. So these are proteins. They're called enzymes because they have actions to them and they're proteases. So they digest protein. So for a long time, bromelain was used as meat tenderizer. So you could sprinkle it on that really tough meat and it would make it softer, faster to cook, etc. There. So the thing with bromelain is that just because it has the action of digesting doesn't mean that it actually does that and works synergistically with our own in our own bodies, okay? Oh. This is the thing with digestive enzymes. So the, that pancreatic enzyme replacement, these are the actual same enzymes that human beings need to digest their food properly, whereas other things are just digestive enzymes, but it doesn't mean that it works. Now, bromelain is interesting in that, unlike a lot of proteins, it seems to survive the stomach acid and actually remains, keeps some of its activity. And it can also apparently be absorbed intact, which I didn't know before this. 
So you can actually find bromelain in the body. And so because of this, they, there is some thought that there's some systemic effects to it. Interesting. That's okay. Wild. Yeah, wild. So that, that just, that did kind of blow my mind with that. But still, the evidence on what exactly it does and how it actually helps us digest things is pretty sparse. So one of the bigger pieces of research I read had a lot of studies, most of which were from the 60s to the 80s, most of which were very small, about half of which were in vitro studies and animal studies with very little replication. At this point, bromelain is not included in known and accepted digestive enzyme replacement regimens. Okay. The biggest thing here is that this is just an unnecessary product because the vast majority of people can digest their food just fine. And if you can't, you don't need this product. You need to see a doctor. That is what you need. Do not spend money on this. But this was made by a doctor of naturopathy. <laughs> nope. Hard no. Not a doctor. I've got a degree in homeopathic medicine. You've got a degree in baloney. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's your favorite part, Ashlyn. So you're supposed to take one scoop per day mixed in two to 300 milliliters of water. So I've got about 250 or a little over 200 here. So I got my little fancy, little fancy scoop here. Oh, look, it kept its shape as I dumped it in. It's still a puck. <laughs> it's still a little puck. Oh, I'm just going to no. look oh, at that, that color, guys. It's great. It's great. <laughs> now, I will say that this particular one that I'm using, because again, I did not by exactly AG1, but because it doesn't matter. This one is a little less dark green than the beautiful green drink that the ads talk about, but it sure is silty looking. I can Please smell it may I eat the peas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I apparently can't smell that well, but... Oh, well, smelling is unfortunately my superpower. Yes. So I want to I wanna take a good mouthful of that. And, <sighs> and you can see... You can see it settling immediately. Ooh, there's... there's- Speaking of and you're just supposed to chug that in water? Yeah. Who you're supposed to drink this. <laughs> it it seems it's to be very separating green smelling. Like co- green smelling. <laughs> it's green smelling. <laughs> Are you a synesthete? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it doesn't smell like green vegetables. No, it's well it smells stale, actually. <laughs> stale. Like it smells like well, some crackers that you found. <laughs> No, in it the cupboard, it smells green. It smells green. It's, yeah. To me, it smells like some crackers you found in the cupboard, and you ate one. You're like, "Why does this taste kind of like Play-Doh?" And then you realize it was best before six years ago. It's a little bit wet and moldy for sure. There's a there's a moldy undertone. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting earth notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I'm moss water. I, I've, yeah, I'm I've getting for- some broccoli. It's moss mm-hmm, water. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that AG1 also kindly gives you some probiotics. So the whole thing with probiotics. It, that's not bunk. It's that it's so early that just throwing a general probiotic at people is likely not going to do much for most people. And it also gives you a very small amount of pea protein isolate in AG1. I believe this one does too. Here. All right. still stirring this. Because... You can still if, see the individual grains swirling if, around. It's, 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 it's like don't. a colloid. Oh, no! It's <laughs> So much worse. <laughs> it's like green shot with purple, like like that fabric that when you shoot it the other way. Look at it settle, yeah. Jem. Jem, what's the prothrombin time on this? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so I have to stir it as I pour. I'm pouring it into shot glasses here. Sorry, my poor computer. I'll take the biggest one because if I don't, it, it settles immediately. 
Like, I just, I can't imagine walking around with your water bottle with this. Well, like, you have to shake it all day. constantly. Yeah. That's why they need those ones with the little balls in them. Yep. It's so, so, who doesn't want to drink this in the morning before you've had anything else in your day? Let me have it. You gonna, Oh, you're going to be I'll brave and take this big one? That's what she said. Woo! All right. Okay. Here's looking Ashlyn? Here's looking up your old address. <laughs> Cheers. No. All right, here we go. Shoot it back. No, absolutely not. Oh, my God. That was sweet. That's very sweet. Oh, <laughs> is that so sweet? Oh, that's terrible. Oh, it's so gritty. That, that's stevia. That's it's stevia. So much yeah. stevia. Oh, so oh. it's got it's got that kind of licoricey sweetness. It tastes fake. It, it does. Taste it's fake. not a real liquid. <laughs> and like it left my mouth dry, so it doesn't feel like I just had liquid. Yeah, that's really bad. So if you are you, are you done? Hands down, the worst one. <laughs> Worse than coffee, Worse. even. All right, I'm oh, going to take I one. Took the tiniest sip. I am now going to finish Ashland's shot glass. Why? Whoa. Because it has settled. For Lauren is taking later. one for the team here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's got more sediment per milliliter. Oh, that's in the that catches at the back of it. Right? <laughs> but it has oh. more sediment than the mud water per amount. Yeah, and it, it separated immediately. The mud water at least gave the illusion of staying in solution. This did not. Because this is clearer. The mud water was more of an opaque liquid. This That is true. That is true. But yeah, this and is, I think this isn't as finely ground. Sorry to interrupt. This is, this is too sweet. It is much sweeter than I thought it was going to be, considering this is the unflavored version here. Yeah, I tastes- thought it was going to be... Yeah. So also I'll note here... They make a big point of talking about how there's no artificial sweeteners in it because technically stevia extract is not an artificial sweetener. Uh-huh. But it's annoying. It's just annoying. Yeah. It, it sits like the, the silt kind of slides its way down the back of your throat. Yeah. Why would they make it that sweet that I thought it was bizarrely sweet? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Without putting anything on the label about that. That's bizarre. Because people who are drinking this are not... How do I put this? They eat like toddlers. <laughs> yeah, remember, this replaces all your vegetables for the day. Yeah. <laughs> all the quarter cup but of I feel like them. it's health nuts who are mostly the people who are going to rebuy this. But they, they, they have problems with food and enjoying things. Yeah. So this is the only sweet thing they have in their life. That's so and that's bad. sad. It's really, it's, it's really awful. Like, if you were to blend it into a smoothie, it would be better... No. Because you, like, if you had a, I like my smoothies very thick, so it wouldn't settle nearly as much in something like like that, but the sweetness of it would be gross. If it was unsweetened and blended into a smoothie, I could see it being fine. Tastes like sweet sweet fish food. But why? Yep. That's so sweet. Oh, I purposely did not try this because I'm like, I want to do this all with you. Thank you for this bonding experience, everyone. This is so much worse than the floaty tank. The- that was a good bonding experience. Remember how we did our own thing separately for an hour in silence? <laughs> <laughs> Ashlyn, I'm not sure you know what bonding means. Parallel play. Parallel play, Then there was also right? tasting things, which was fun. Yeah, yes. that was fun. So we've... 
We're about two minutes out from drinking this shot glass full, and the sediment has not made its way back down into the bottom of the shot glass. Yeah, it's just, it's just sticking. I don't it's never going to. What, what did you call it? Like sand soup or be- beach soup? Beach right, soup. this is beach soup. <laughs> no, no, no. This is wetlands soup. Yeah. It looks like something that Ducks Unlimited would be trying to put back in the, in the water. It's like Golem's okay. telling you not to look into the water. <laughs> so, so here is where I need to that tell you about why I just could not buy Truly AG1. Let's talk about the cost of this pleasant beverage here. One second. What is left in the mixing bowl has completely separated into a gray silt and something the color of original Slimer. (laughs) I I, I think it looks like, you know when somebody's shocking a pool? (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. You ate that. We all did. (laughs) Okay, so just like Mudwater, this comes in a subscription option, which is the cheapest, although you can buy a one-time, a one-time thing. Comes in a large pouch with a 30-day supply, so one scoop a day, and the pouch costs $79 plus $9 for shipping, which comes out to $88 a month, or $2.93 per serving. That's $88 American? Canadian. Canadian. Okay. Yeah, so it's not as bad, but it's... So it's, it's still, about the same amount as the mud water. But let's put it this way. If you just bought vegetables and a regular multivitamin at way less than like 50 cents a serving, you'd get more enjoyment out of life than having to <laughs> down this every day. And there's no subscription model to just doing that kind of stuff. So... And I'm sure people will say, oh no, some of these green powders are way better than others. They taste better, they're less. Sure, fine, right? Everybody likes a certain type of cheese. Everybody likes a different type of bread. Whatever. You're allowed to have your opinion. I'm saying these are essentially interchangeable, except for sensory perspectives, and they're all basically useless. Most of them probably won't harm you if you're a generally healthy person, you're not on many or any prescription medications. And you're really just taking the one a day and keeping it at that and not taking a bunch of other supplements. But should any of those things not be true for you, you could end up in some pretty bad situations. So save your $90 a month and buy some food that you like. Eat what we like. And that is all. Well said. If you want to take a supplement, there are better ways. So many better ways. Tablets are relatively flavorless. But you wouldn't get your superfoods in tablets. Okay. You don't get them in this either. <laughs> this is true. I actually, you know what? As I say, you don't get your superfood in tablets. I did once have the opportunity to try to assess a multivitamin pack it's from one of those companies that sells you like a bajillion different things yeah. and where it was a, a multivitamin that you're supposed to take three a day and they were green pucks this big. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what is this? How do you take that? What so maybe it? they did try to put all this powder into a supplement. <laughs> that, that makes me think this would be more fun if it were kind of like an Alka-Seltzer type thing where it, it turned into like green <laughs> plop, foam. Plop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> I was going to just do it. <laughs> Shout out to my father who was singing the Elka Seltzer song on like a date with my mother. She had never heard it. This was back in the 70s. They were on a chairlift, stuck at the top of the chairlift. My father is singing the Elka Seltzer song. My mother is like, who the fuck is this man? But she married him. 
Thank you for the excellent segments. <laughs> so stay tuned for part two coming next month. But before we get to that, does anyone have something nice? I heard you have several somethings nice, Jim. One of which being you never have to drink this stuff again. <laughs> <laughs> So we're recording this at the end of April, and this being Winnipeg, April has brought a few flurries. We had one big snowstorm on one particular day, and I happened to be working in urgent care at Seven Oaks Hospital, and I had the opportunity to actually, like, do some good work and help. I spent a fair nice. amount of my my day stitching up split scalps. Oh, <laughs> I mean... And people taking falls. Yeah, like there's lots of slipping and sliding, unfortunately, but it was nice to be able to contribute meaningfully and free up my attending to actually do something a bit more complex. But I have hands, I can work a needle and thread, <laughs> and I I got good feedback on, on my seamstering skills. So Excellent. It, it, that was nice. And it's also bike riding weather. And riding to and from Seven Oaks, which is quite a ways away, and even to and from St. B, which is a little closer, has been very pleasant. I mean, the sidewalks are finally all clear. <laughs> it's actually nice to go for a walk or a ride. For this poor student, every day is cycling weather, but <laughs> some cycling days are, are better than others. <laughs> it's nice that most of the snow is gone. My something nice is that I recently accosted some nice young men on the street and made a a deal with them whereby they would bring their large truck full of chipped up trees and dump it on my front boulevard. So I managed to save them a few dollars and get us a truck full of free mulch. I have subsequently spent two days shoveling it. (laughs) One day I had help from Lauren, and the other day I had help from Dave and Kyle. It was very team effort. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) This is the future liberals want. (laughs) (laughs) Got it all spread out, and we also took the grass, hay, mulch that we had put over our strawberries this year and took it to the allotment and put it down on the path so it's getting a second life as mulch to keep people's boots out of the muck as they go to their gardens, and I I feel good about doing that good deed. I did more than just my plot. And it's just so wonderful to see the strawberries coming back. They're green, and so are our blackberries and other things. We're just, like, sort of watching and waiting. The first crocuses are up, and it's finally going to be nice enough to go outside without a coat. Spring has sprung. I have a couple. The first one, the cats continue to be adorable. Full stop. (laughs) I know you're just waiting for scintillating cat updates. Check out their Instagram at Oustaven Campfire. (laughs) And my big something nice is Ashlyn excitedly texted me from one of her springtime walks saying, I finally found it, the perfect gift for you and Dave, and I've bought it and I'm coming home with it. And then she came home with it in their backpack and proceeded to put it in the dining room and then have a conversation. And so I'm sitting there going, where's my Prezi? Where's my Prezi? Where's my Prezi? But not out loud because I'm an adult. (laughs) 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 
Not a very good one sometimes, but to that's fine. To be fair, when I got home, Dave was not present, so I was waiting for him so that I could present yes. it to both of you at the same time. Because <laughs> I decided yeah. it was worthy to be both of their 40th birthdays, despite those days being several years apart. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. It is a full set of linen sheets for both the king and queen size beds, because we have... A large amount of bed. <laughs> Make a so bed. So now we, yes, now we have full linen sheets that, for the Winnipeggers in the in the audience, were on sale. <laughs> and they're lovely, and it's wonderful to sleep under. And I'm going to be so spoiled. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Thank you, darling. That's We've talked for years about making them. <laughs> and I happened to, like, offhand comment, the associate was like, is there anything I could help you find? And I was like, I've always wanted 100% linen sheets. And she was like, over here. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 and they're on sale? Nice. <sighs> oh, I a big it. investment, but they should last forever, approximately. So. Nice. Yes. Give or take. <laughs> Considering we know how to take care of linen. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah, sheets make a big difference. Like, mm-hmm. and fresh sheets, oh, that is oh, yeah. truly the best. And, and the days that you change the sheets, you have to shower before you go to bed to get the full experience. Oh, yeah. Pro like, tip, listeners. You just, you just want to be clean all around and just get into those, like, nice stiff sheets and just... Oh. We've taken our superfoods today. We're very smart. We're so <laughs> smart. I'm mostly just stalling and trying to think about something nice. <laughs> Jen, let's make something nice. <laughs> okay. I I had promised Huxley a... That's what I was going to suggest. A stuffy a while back. A few days... Or a few days... A few weeks ago, the kids had a day off and I was home with them and we went... They asked to go to the craft store and so we did and they each chose some yarn because Kira is very into crocheting and that and Huxley wanted to get in on this. So... We got the kids some yarn, and Huxley wanted to get in on the yarn, too, despite the fact that she has no idea what to do with a crochet hook, but wanted yarn, and they both chose this really plushy, incredibly soft yarn. And then Huxley has a habit of choosing the most complex and detailed projects for me, so she wanted me to make a stuffed kitty, and it (laughs) took about 20 minutes and two tantrums to decide on a pattern that I could, in fact, make. Your tantrums are hers. (laughs) <laughs> me doing my best to not tantrum along with her. And so I had started it, and then life got busy. I was working a lot and just didn't have time. I had exams, things like that. So life finally got less busy in the last couple of weeks, and I was finally able to finish the stuffy. Oh my goodness, that is Aww. adorable. <laughs> So, so cute. It's, it's, a, it's a cat, it's a black cat stuffy, because Huxley's favorite color is black. And it's made of this ultra soft, plushy soft. yarn, and it's got a does bit it of have weight. Beans in it? it doesn't. Yeah, it's just lightly it's stuffed, but it's so heavy. Like, so yeah, and yeah. It, so it doesn't have any any. It's kind of bowling ball shaped, actually, with a long tail that kind of wraps around, and I embroidered a little face well, on it. Like an egg. It is kind an of egg shaped. Yeah, an I, egg think with it's, ears. I think it's Totoro shaped. It is. It is yeah, Totoro shaped. Yeah, yeah, it's very cute. It's 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 quite cute, and she loves it I was a lot. Machine shaped, but Totoro. <laughs> That's a very yeah. good squishable. Yeah, it, it is. It is, and and yeah. So she's it's happy with it. So I was happy to finally do that. But now, of course, I immediately have, Mommy, can you make me one? From Kira. <laughs> so I would like one that's about this big. <laughs> it would be good. It would be good. 
So next month we will be back with Ashlyn's and mine segments. I can't wait. They're already written. Thank you for joining me this evening. This was an excellent recording and will be again. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ashlyn. Good night. Good night. Good night. Show notes and references for all of our episodes are available at lueepodcast.com, where you can also find links to donate or get in touch. If you'd like to support the show, the best way to do that is with a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you found us, or by sharing this episode with a friend. Life. Don't talk to me about life. What are we calling this one? This episode brought to you by all the products you've heard on every other podcast. Today on the show, we're shit-talking all of the products that you hear ads for on other podcasts. (laughs) What is a way to say that that doesn't get us an E rating? (laughs) No one paid us to make this episode. (laughs) Uh, Unsponsored content. Today on the show, unsponsored content. Short and sweet. Mm. I I like it. By contrast... A single shot of espresso has about 100 milligrams. Excuse me. Has about... Sorry, Marissa. We've decided after the Newmans did some amazing research. Oh, God. (laughs) Jeff's had too much. (laughs) Oh, God. It's become sentient and is crawling across the table. (laughs) Save us. Save us, listeners. I can't believe you did mine as well. Put something in a shot glass and I can drink it. <laughs> I'm it's Pavlovian. Yeah, I'm a bar star, baby. <laughs> okay, now I need to capture some foley here. Oh, God. That's enough of that. Hmm. It's already a shade too light for my coffee. It's not coffee. It's mud water. Yeah, well. Okay, so... Are we allowed to put cream and sugar in both of them? Yes, but I would like you to try it straight first. Nothing we do is straight. Not straight. You know what I mean. As is. Try it as is, with no adulteration. But I love it. <laughs> no, 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 no! You're thinking of a different word. <laughs> it was so bad, and I've never watched another one since. I've been skip ad, skip ad, skip ad every time. Ooh. Shoot, sorry. Laura hated it so much. <laughs> she threw her phone. Threw my phone. They want to make sure that you can digest everything that you put in there. Do they put poopers in there? <laughs> What? <laughs> Things to make you poop. Um, well, they do add some fiber. That's the word. Not the word I would have thought but okay. Do you mean fiber? <laughs> I drank a mushroom shot. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, goodness. Okay. No, I don't mean that. But in order to make poop, you need to be able to digest the stuff. And because, as we know, human bodies do not make their own digestive enzymes, they kindly put in some for you.
<laughs> They're dead. D-E-D dead over there. <laughs> so I'm talking to Lauren just to be clear whether Lauren meant fiber. I did reason. mean fiber. <laughs> I'm glad we could clarify that. Yeah. I'm a serious adult with a serious adult oh. job. And I create other scenarios. A serious adult job in technical communication. I hear them. They really like to get out of their current position. I write contracts for a living. Reading is very important to me. Okay. Oh okay. my We can goodness. do this. We can do this. I'm getting through.